Minds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Maggie. And I'm Julia, who is also a host. (laughs) (laughs) Two hosts, co-hosts. And we're here once again with Katie to talk more about Harry Potter. Yay! Hi, Katie! Hi! It's been so long. So very long. I missed you guys for those few minutes. It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too. Oh, my heart is so warm. Ah. Um, when we started the second half of our meeting, you guys switched places on my computer. That's so I feel like my brain is like readjusting oh, oh, to where you are. Yeah. It's like a freaky Friday. Ah, yeah. Suddenly I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I would not do well in Slytherin. I don't think I would do well in Hufflepuff. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Do we switch back somehow? I don't know I how mean, to do you that. You guys are in the same spots on my screen. Oh, yeah. Same here. What? <laughs> Just me, then, I guess. (laughs) Well, should we just jump into our questions? Yeah. I don't. So we left off on magical items. Like, what magical Mm -hmm. item would you want and why? The next question that we had was really just more magical stuff. Like, if you could have any sort of magical transportation, what would you want to do? I think mine would probably be by broom. Because I feel like, I I don't know, you kind of feel cool on a broom. Also, I get, I think, uh, apparition is really cool. Like, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I fully think that. However, nothing has ever made me have such a visceral reaction as uh, when splinching was first described. <laughs> and I think, knowing just, I don't know, just going off the premise that I, I am a bad driver, I think I would probably be bad at apparating as well. And so I feel like splinching would probably happen a lot to me. So, mm. yeah, so I'm going to stick with a broom i guess yeah. driving a broom would probably be similar to a car though but there's less traffic in the air that's fair hopefully yeah. <laughs> i really hope so you know what i've always wondered about the brooms hmm. i've i've always wondered if they have like bike seats on them or if they're oh. literally just sitting on a rod of wood i always imagined that there was some sort of like spell to make it yeah. seem comfier of sorts so that there like, is like it, it feels like a bike seat or perhaps mm-hmm. something better than a bike seat, for that matter. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the shape of one where it's yeah. like narrow, kind of. Yeah, because yeah. I've always been like, that doesn't seem comfortable just to ride on a broom no. with no. nothing under your butt for hours. Fair. Also, I mean, I'm sure this is mentioned at some point, and I simply missed it. But is there a certain altitude you can go to on a broom? There must. I be. think I it think depends it. on the model. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not space brooms. Or who knows? It's 2021. Yeah. Maybe at this point, <laughs> there they are have space, space brooms. brooms. <laughs> it's possible. That would be amazing. I know. Oh <laughs> do they talk about what? them in Cursed Child? Maybe the space brooms. <laughs> Huge they part of Cursed Child. <laughs> space brooms and cell phones. <laughs> 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 what about you, Maggie? What type of transportation would you pick? I mean, definitely broom, unless it was like long-term transportation. Then I want Hagrid's motorbike. Ooh. And then I could bring my dog with me, give him little glasses, and we'll just go tooting around. <laughs> That's so That's cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I think I would want to do flu powder. Mm, no, you wouldn't. What do you mean, no, I wouldn't? You get dirty. So? <laughs> again, with like splinching, I don't want yeah. to splinch. Yeah. Apparition is obviously the top one if I wasn't worried about also yeah. losing body parts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like flu powder with the amount of traveling that I do would just be so much easier. That or like maybe a port key, but those ones seem so fickle. Yeah. Yeah. Or like there are bad experiences with port keys in the series. So that's, that's why I wasn't bad. really considering that one. Yeah, flu isn't a really bad one for that matter. I think mm-hmm. the only thing that I'd be bothered by is like you have to you have to be like at a at a fire or like a fireplace, right? So Yeah. So that's that's like limiting in itself, but that's like public transportation, you know? Like you have to yeah. be at the station yeah, yeah. to get there. Yeah. I really I wish magic carpets were more of a thing. I know that they oh, were yeah. banned in the Harry Potter universe, but I was like, <laughs> oh man, that would be just so cool. Just because they're banned doesn't mean we can't use one. We can find that's one. True. I think that's exactly what that means. <laughs> I mean we can still like find one. We'd just get in trouble for using it. Right. You'd Fair. have to use it like in your own house. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be more fun than Accio. Yeah. Getting, getting like your magic carpet to get around. Just or get out your magic carpet That'd everywhere. Just, <laughs> I'm going to grab this. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I could be so lazy if I had magic. <laughs> All the opportunities. I know. <laughs> so after, you know, the magical transportation question, we actually kind of segue into more of like, not really heady, but less in the universe of Harry Potter and just more what we feel about the universe of Harry <laughs> Potter. And our first First one of that is how do you feel about Dumbledore and his relationship with Harry Potter? That one is hard hitting. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I. Ugh. So I I love the character of Dumbledore. And I think going through, like, reading the books when they were coming out, I was very disappointed in Dumbledore kind of by the end. Mm -hmm. And now looking back on it, I I previously mentioned how I really love Hagrid because he never has that, like, kind of fall from his Mm -hmm. pedestal. And I, I think I kind of held it against the character of Dumbledore when I was initially reading it. And now looking back on things, I'm like, this is, this is a huge part of growing up as it is. Um, you, I mean, like you have to eventually, like as an adult, you eventually realize that your parents are only mortal beings um, and are not like the coolest people in the world and are also fallible. And so mm-hmm. because Harry didn't have parents, he needed one of his like parental figures to have that happen. So, I feel like yeah. most of his parental <clears throat> figures had that happen. That's true, yeah. Like a lot of them had a fall from grace, except for Hagrid, Molly, and Arthur Weasley. Did Sirius? I mean, we like lost Sirius, but did we ever like have um, that moment of. I don't. So I don't think Harry saw it. I think that the reader was supposed mm-hmm. to see, you know, mm-hmm. Sirius isn't actually a great <laughs> father figure, mostly because he yeah. wants Harry to be like his best friend yes but harry being so young i mean at 15 you want you want to have your best friend and you miss your parents and someone that knows your parents and also wants to be your friend like that is a really interesting line but i think like molly constantly arguing with sirius about like their relationship i thought that was completely valid i mean oh absolutely. yeah she i'm glad that she tried keeping them in line and everything but like even lupin at the end like 
Yeah. In book seven, he fell from grace a bit. And that's, I mean, really sad, but it's nice to have those examples to be like, not really gently, because I don't think it's gently, but they are showing you, you know, parental figures are also people. Yeah. Right. Which makes it a, like a full circle coming of age story. Yeah. It yeah, was definitely. necessary. I think I would have had the same reaction Snape did when he found out, like, Dumbledore's overarching goal. Or, like, yeah. for Harry, I would have ex- had the exact same reaction. I would have been so furious. But yeah. I also, like, think Dumbledore is a very intelligent being. And there's a there's a theory out there that he's, like, death. Have you seen mm. that I anywhere? I haven't seen that, no. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I don't think it's accurate, but he, like, possessed all three of the Hallows at mm-hmm. one point and just like he's pulled a lot of the strings and everything and so seeing that theory has been re- like it's really interesting in contrast to the relationship i kind of like the theory yeah that's kind of cool yeah. <laughs> do you remember where you were initially read that one i'd be curious probably from pinterest via tumblr ah uh, yes <laughs> uh. <laughs> the classic route yep yep that's where i see a lot of my theories mm-hmm. are just Via Pinterest, but from other places. (laughs) (laughs) Pinterest and Tumblr, baby. I could never figure out how to use Tumblr. I tried so hard. I never had a Tumblr. I wasn't cool enough to have one. No. But it's just also kind of a confusing format. Just like Reddit is a confusing format. I've read theories on Reddit too, but I hate their interface. It's so awful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> what about you, Maggie? Do you have any thoughts on Dumbledore and um, Harry? You know, I love their relationship in the beginning, but by the end, you know, it felt very conniving. And I understand that it was like meant to be and this what ha- is what had to happen, but it felt like Dumbledore was constantly setting Harry up instead of like mm-hmm. just being real with him from the beginning. Um, and that just felt a little bit shady, especially from someone who is like so old and so wise and who should just like protect a kid instead of mm-hmm. like, and he didn't even really like prepare him no, for what he needed until the middle to end of the sixth book. Uh-huh. And then that wasn't enough. So it felt a little dirty of Dumbledore. Like I felt like Dumbledore did Harry wrong yeah. in, in that aspect. But I do think in some ways he did the best that he could because he doesn't, I don't think he wanted the confrontation. I don't think he wanted Harry to know when he was like so young. So I think he was doing the best that he thought he could do. Dumbledore's quite literally like the most powerful witch of his time. Or witch, <laughs> wizard, wizard of his time. So I... I also am a little uh, confused as to why he t- didn't take Harry's education's education into his hands a little bit more. Like there, there were skills that he he personally could have probably taught Harry to make him better equipped. And I mean, I mean, passing him off to Snape for private tutor—that's not that wasn't very that was useful in the end. Exactly, that was awful, but. Yeah, Dumbledore rarely did. Yeah, he he had a lot more that I think he could have provided Harry to. When I was rereading this, um, I made like a bunch of book 
Harry Potter quizzes for like a different, like a kids program a Uh few months ago. And so I read through all the books and literally I would stop and say to myself, this is why Harry is not in Ravenclaw. Yeah. He's dumb. He's not very smart. Like, yes, he has gut instinct and he's very good, like in the moment, Uh but he's not a very observant character and he's very stubborn. And I feel like even if Dumbledore tried handing him the answer, Harry would find (laughs) some way to just not understand. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just think he could have... I mean, like, Lupin went through all the time to teach him things Mm -hmm. in Prisoner of Azkaban. So I think that Dumbledore could have at least made an effort. Dumbledore is also a busy person, though. He's running the Order of the Phoenix and all of this other... A school. Um, (laughs) I hear that's hard to run school. Right? (laughs) He he has other students to deal with, and I feel like he deals with Harry the most out of all of his students. Yeah. So maybe that was just the amount of time he could spare. But also, I mean, the rise of Lord Voldemort, I feel like, should take precedence. (laughs) General impending doom. Right. The end of the wizarding world as we know it. Yeah, okay. But hey, I mean, I'm not Dumbledore. I don't know. A a gripe that I have with Dumbledore is um, I still don't really understand why we had to stick Harry with the Weasleys. Or not the Weasleys, God, the Dursleys. Um, That's blood magic. I just, there's a, I feel like there could have somehow been some way around that though. I don't I don't know what it is clearly, but like or at least a, there should have been someone in place like, to keep that abuse from like happening. Like a social worker of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you would think that that there would have been something in place that is a wizarding equivalent of a social mm-hmm. worker to to ensure that he doesn't literally live in a cupboard. I mean, honestly, we're lucky that Harry turned out the way he was. I know mm-hmm. he was written that way, but yeah. like people that grow up in households like that, yeah. I feel like it's not entirely accurate to portray them as like immediately strong and ready to fight authority mm-hmm. as Harry right. was. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Definitely. But I agree he with is that. he is a good symbol like for people that grow up in households like that to where they know that they can still mm-hmm. like there is That's still true. a path where you can still be a great person, yes. still be strong, still fight authority. But it's just like Harry's constantly doing it all of the time and it uh-huh. just doesn't it seems like not entirely accurate. This makes me feel a little guilty for um giving Harry such a hard time in the Order of the Phoenix. Because he has been through a whole lot of trauma. And I forget that. And I, I was too. an angsty teenager <sighs> too. I guess it's just a but lot. he's just so whiny. So he's whiny. So whiny. <laughs> oh, but I was probably whinier at 15. I think I was actually. Yeah, but there's not a 900 page book about it. Well, there could be. <laughs> <laughs> what if I write one? <laughs> It'd be terribly boring, actually. Oh my gosh. You know, I think that's the other thing, too. He's allowed to be that whiny, but I don't need passage yes. after passage about it. Uh-huh. Okay? Like, we get it. He's yeah. going through a moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love the moment where Hermione is like, Harry, we're literally trying to help you. Stop trying to bite our heads off. Always practical. I guess in the same vein, but what do you think about Snape? What is your opinion of Snape's redemption? Oh, I loved Snape's redemption. I'm a sucker for characters who are like really lovelorn, I guess. Or like a sucker for characters who fall in love with someone that they will never be with. All theater-based, but like 
my God, uh, Laura from The Glass Menagerie or like, oh, Eponine from Les Mis. Obviously, none oh, of yeah. them went and like followed an evil tyrant, but but oh gosh, there's nothing that tugs on my heartstrings like that. Um, and also, I I love being surprised by a character too. I love to I I maybe this is like the Hufflepuff in me or whatever, but I I I like to hate a character and then find out that they actually have like a a, a good heart and deep down they're actually a, well yeah a, a good quote unquote person, I guess, or there's, there's a reason why I can empathize them uh, with them or learn to love them. Um, I love those moments. So that's just me, but that was reading. That was one of my favorite moments actually probably, uh, near the end of the series. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love stories like that where it's like the villain is actually the good guy. Mm -hmm. Like there are lots of books or movies about that. Um, for Snape, I felt like it was so shocking. Mm-hmm. So it was like really, really cool to be so surprised by a character. Mm-hmm. My only problem is that like as I get older, I feel like it was stalker-ish. I'm like, okay, what what's the level of like you loved this person so much? And then where is the moment where you cross over into like being too much? Mm-hmm. The moment that he walked over her husband's dead body and ignored the baby and hugged her. <laughs> uh, I know. But I mean, the baby will be fine for a sec, right? <laughs> I mean, He's yeah, still in he his crib. Be. Voldemort's gone. That moment I understand, right? Like he was heartbroken. Oh. He went to the person that he also, loved the most. Also, I wouldn't uh, want to hug the dead body while holding the baby because that seems that seems too much yeah so i i I don't think his redemption was worth harry naming a child after him like i love seeing the memories just because like i i like seeing the the past in the books and everything but he was a terrible person like Mm -hmm. even if he was trying to help he also hurt so much Mm -hmm. that i don't think it really redeemed him in my mind. Yeah, but I also think like having to be undercover, like with the Dark Lord, I would be so anxious mm-hmm. all of the time that I think I would probably be like a bit of an asshole too mm-hmm. in my everyday life. I think he is unnecessarily unkind to Harry, but I also think that he doesn't see Harry all of the time as like Lily's son, Mm -hmm. but he sees him as James because he looks so much like him and that's the person who like bullied him when he was a kid. So sometimes I do understand that. I do feel like you're a grown up. (laughs) Maybe don't be mean to an 11 year old. Right. (laughs) Um, It's it's not just Harry that he's mean to either. He's mean to like anyone that isn't a Slytherin. Or like an instance that I think of is when Hermione got the charm where her front teeth were growing Mm. at a rapid rate. Oh, yeah. And he looks at her and is just like, I don't see a difference. And then moved on. It's like, she's 13 years old. You can't say that to a 13-year-old girl. Like, it's just, he's unnecessarily mean. He can still do his job and hold it together. That's fair. In my mind. Like, he, I don't, as a Slytherin, no. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that 
Like with Harry, Dumbledore put a lot of unnecessary pressure on Snape, too, though. I mean... And Snape didn't have many answers either at several points, so... I still don't think it was worth Harry naming a child after him, though. No, but that's the beautiful thing, though, (laughs) is that... I mean, uh, first of all, I hate the name Albert Severus, but we as a reader, we don't have to forgive Snape. But Harry, who went through all of Snape's abuse or what whatever you'd like to call it, um, still chooses to forgive him. And that's why Harry is like such a wonderful protagonist in some ways. So other times, not so much, but... Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Like Harry chooses to see the good in people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important. We're such a mm-hmm. bluffs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to respectfully disagree. Fair. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> with the utmost respect. Yes. <laughs> So, Katie, what character do you... Okay, first of all, Mm -hmm. uh, do you know what shipping is? Yes. Okay. Uh, For those of you listening, shipping that don't know what it is, to ship something is not like the mail. In this context, we're talking about like putting two characters together that you just like want to be together. You ship them. You want that boat to sail. And so my question is, which characters do you ship? Um, They can be like actual characters in the book, like Remus and Tonks, or they could be fake ones like Draco and Harry, which is called Drary. (laughs) Drary? (laughs) Yes. Lord help us. (laughs) Like throwing that out there, it doesn't need to be book related. What two characters should be together and why? Okay, so I have two favorite ones. The first, uh, I was sorely disappointed by the ending of this one. Fred and Angelina. Um, Yes! And the fact that George marries Angelina upset me so much. It felt so wrong to me. Um, I don't even think I realized that. That's weird. That's weird! That's weird! God, I'm I'm pretty sure that was something that was written in Pottermore later um, and not actually included in the books. But I think that's weird. I love the interaction where... Fred asks Angelina to uh, to the Yule Ball. It's like so <laughs> casual, and he's like, "Hey, are you going to the ball?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, do you want to go together?" And she's like, "Sure." And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I yeah did not like how that one played out. And then I feel like this one has become very popular. Um, it's actually Cursed Child, but I love Scorpius and Elvis Severus. That's yes. fair. I I do like that. one. I think yeah. that one is like huge. Yeah, I, I I don't even know if I have a reason. It's just like a, a chemistry thing. While seeing the show, I was like, you know what this needs? A little <laughs> yeah. romance. So yes, <laughs> yeah, those actors were vibing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So well, perhaps, they're probably playing it. I sure hope so. Without saying that, I'd love to hear a little a little from the director. <laughs> yes, perhaps. Oh my gosh, perhaps. It was part of the the show. We just never really knew. But yeah, those are easily my two favorites. Nice. I like that. I really like Remus and Sirius. Uh, I think that those two just like, again, best friends. It's like it's like the the really smart one being with the really laid back one, like high high strung, not very scholarly. I just love those pairings yeah. together. Yeah. Like Ron and Hermione are very similar to that. It's mm-hmm. funny. But like Remus and Sirius just bickering with each other and just like also being in the fr- it just seems so funny to me. <laughs> um and I I shipped that so hard. That and I think I read somewhere 
Hermione was originally going to be with George. Oh! George or Fred. It was one of them. Like, that was an idea at one point. I I, like I actually really enjoyed that pairing Yeah, I do as well. I'm not opposed to them. Mm -hmm. Wait, so obviously, like, in the... While we were waiting for the books to come out, the the biggest question that was going on with ships at that point were just like, who who will Hermione end up with, Harry or Ron? Mm-hmm. Were you guys ever those people who were like shipping Harry and Hermione? Because I never was. No. No, uh, I never was either. I knew so many people who were like that. And I was like, that's no. I would rather have Harry with Luna than with Hermione. Oh, I would Harry love Luna that. So cute. <laughs> I love when he asks her to, to slug horns. Yes. And she's just like, oh, I've never gone to a party as a friend before. Should I dye my eyebrows too? Because he has like different colored eyebrows or something dumb. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, yes. no, Luna. <laughs> or like when she's lost all of her her stuff around the castle and she's yes. like, I'm not worried. It'll show up. Yeah. And he's just like, okay. Luna and Neville, I think, would be so cute yeah, together. Yeah, I like I, that one my too. Favorite. That's one that I was very disappointed that they weren't. I know. But those, there are very few, um, like, things in the movies where they've made adjustments. <laughs> adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been okay with them. But the moment where... Uh, in the final film where where they have Neville say, like, I've got to go find Luna, like, in the middle of the battle and be like, I've been mad about her forever. That I that was probably the only one that I fully approve. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the chemistry was there oh, even yeah. in the books. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they never got together was yeah, so frustrating. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, Neville being, like, a professor, is he then alone? Does he I not have a partner? I so. Oh, that's you know, cool. I've seen so I've seen a headcanon okay. where Sprout and Madame Hooch were a couple. <gasps> that is exceptional, right? That's I a think vibe. that's pretty funny. Like they just have an apartment down in Hogsmeade or something, <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, yeah, I could get behind that. Oh, that's, yeah, cool. that's precious. I, that. I want mm-hmm. them to host a dinner party, and I want to come. Right? <laughs> It'd be such the the most interestingly decorated oh. plat, I feel like. Plants, plants and Quidditch yes. stuff. <laughs> It'll be cute. <laughs> I'm sure they it's argue with the decor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's just like so many different options of pairings and everything. And I'm sure that they're all out there. Yeah. Which like, as I was looking for examples to just put behind this question, one of them that popped up that I really like viscerally don't like uh-huh. uh, was Lucius Malfoy and Hermione. Ew, no! Ew! No. <laughs> exactly! I That's like, upsetting! Who? Why would you do this? Like, it's just... Ugh. There's simply no appeal This is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? No. Ugh. But yeah, no. there's like a whole list of just different pairings and like what their couple name is. And I was just like... I want to know everything mm-hmm. people think, but I disagree with a lot of them. Yeah. People who want Draco and Harry to be together. I'm like, you guys... I'm just hoping they maybe become friends. Yeah. I don't hate the the little like sometimes I'll see comics of Draco and Harry or just like little posts like text posts that are very cute mm-hmm. but it's under the assumption that it's definitely an alternate universe where they didn't right. immediately hate each other or like sense. they did but then they didn't have all of this stuff happen 
which I can get behind. But them in the current universe, absolutely not. I feel like that would have to be like a universe where Harry actually got sorted into Slytherin or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we have Albus and Scorpius. Yes. Right. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that's why that's a good couple. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're great, but they're also so different. Mm -hmm. Like Draco is so, he's such a clone of his dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Scorpius like learned from that. He's like a very different person, Mm -hmm. which is why they were. Maggie, did you get into which ones yours were? Um, Well, my all-time favorite is Neville and Luna. Ah. And then I have to agree with you with Scorpius and Albus. I like forgot about that. And I Mm. definitely agree. I would say that those would be my top two. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot about... Julia, um, Remus, and Sirius. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, that's Wolf like star. a fan favorite. Yes. But I'm like, they're like brothers in my mind. Like, I just like can't do it. Every time people are like, they should be together. I'm like, but they're like family. <laughs> I like can't see it. In my I mind. mean, I guess I could see that. I feel like Sirius's relationship with James is closer than the one with Remus, which is where like my oh, logic is. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I like definitely know where people are coming from, but I think it's how you go into it. Like when I like read about it for the first time, I was like, oh, they're like such good friends. They're like family. They're Mm -hmm. like brothers. And now I can't backtrack. (laughs) It's there forever now. How do you feel about Bellatrix and Voldemort? I feel like uh, I it's mean, weird. I feel like I mean, it's, it's there. They, yeah, exactly. It's, it's there. It's in Cursed Child. The, the authority thing, like Voldemort being like an authority figure sort of to mm-hmm. her, being in yeah. having power over her is kind of gross, but it, it, I mean, it tracks. They make it comical and very Potter musical, don't they? Yeah. It's good for them. Mm-hmm. They like are into it, so whatever. Yep. <laughs> I can't imagine... Bellatrix actually having like a like a really functional healthy relationship as it is so what makes you say that I don't know it's it's an inkling actually (laughs) I shouldn't judge her too fast (laughs) and give her a chance to show her true colors (laughs) well do either of you have like a favorite fan theory of the Harry Potter universe I remember one that I was really set on um, Mm -hmm. prior to all the books coming out was I was convinced that Wormtail was going to kill both Remus and uh, Sirius because I remember like having – I had like this book uh, that had like all these fan theories in it and I had like notes in the margins – um, yes. That's and, amazing. Yeah, was, oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I'll, I hope my mom hasn't thrown it out. Um, <laughs> cause I left it in her home. Um, but I remember there was this one article about, uh, because Wormtail has like the silver hand, the, uh, the silver bullet kills the werewolf. And so I was fully prepared for that to happen. And then just this whole like article in it talked about how then he will also kill serious and then he will have betrayed all of the marauders and i was i had fully prepared myself for that i don't know if i have any uh current ones that haven't been confirmed or like anything like that though Mm -hmm. do you guys have any Mm -hmm. um i've got one that i just find very funny okay Um, it's that jk rowling is rita skeeter oh wait i read that one i love that one yes (laughs) I like that. Like the thought that she has been banished 
to the muggle world and has written this very true account of this person named Harry Potter, but no one will believe it mm-hmm. because she is Rita Skeeter and Rita Skeeter doesn't write truthful things. She's very exploitative. I love that one. Oh, oh that's a really good one. I like that a lot. <laughs> Thanks. I do too. I think about it about once a month. I'm just like, yeah. Just still brings tracks. you a little joy. It does. <laughs> you know, I like don't ever feel like I really know fan theories or sometimes they'll like pop up, but then I forget about it. That's fair. You know, nothing like really sticks to me. I've seen a really cute one, not really a fan theory, but more like a headcanon or alternate universe where Luna is like a magical tattoo artist and that she like did flowers over Draco's uh, dark mark. And Aww. just did like made it prettier I and something that like that. So I'm just much. like, that's really cute. That's really cute. What is, well, you, I'm sure you have this though. What is the most yes. obsessive thing you've done over your love of Harry Potter? Um, I guess that would depend what we count because I did start Harry Potter Club in my high school. Uh, so that was really fun. And um, we all had t shirts and we made wands. That's and, like, amazing. Teachers wanted to join. <gasps> And we would, like, send out owls, and I would, like... Cute! It would be, like, a picture of an owl, and on the other side would be, like, a note about when our next meeting was. I wish um, I went to high school with this you. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. And I kind of want to get a Harry Potter tattoo. I want to get, like, the three stars from the books that I've are in got the- that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say that that would probably be the biggest thing I've done for my love of Harry Potter. That's awesome. What about uh, you guys? I mean, outside of my constantly, just everything in my life has something Harry Potter related. I did get the three Harry Potter stars. That was my very first tattoo, actually. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was your first one. It wasn't supposed to be, but it ended up being anyway. Oh, that's so beautiful. What I, about you, Katie? I think I, I simply just like have to recount when the Deathly Hallows came out, because uh, it's it's more of like a like an experience that <laughs> made me realize, oh, this is excessive. But I remember the book came out, and I started reading it, and I didn't sleep. And then we were supposed to drive to Chicago, and like the next day, and I get violently carsick when I read. Um, <gasps> so I continued to read, and I continued to vomit. Um, while reading multiple times and then also had literally no sleep because I was determined. My mother, when, when the books would come out, she would steal the books from me while I was sleeping, um, so that she could take it and start reading it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then she wouldn't give it back to me. So I was like, I have to get through this whole thing. Otherwise she will take the book from me. Yes. So I spent like multiple hours in the car vomiting with zero sleep, like trying to get through it. We got to my uncle's place in Chicago. I still like sat down, kept reading it and continued until I was finished. And then I was like, I got done with that. And I was, first of all, just went through the whole process of mourning the end of the series mm-hmm. and then like took a look at myself and was like, wow, that was, <laughs> that was um, excessive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is a oh, true commitment. You win. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah. I think, I, I mean, after no sleep and a lot of, puking i probably lost (laughs) no 
No, no, no I think in in the most excessive game, I think you won this out of the three of us. <laughs> Look, I'm only impressed with you, right? Now. <laughs> right? Thank you. Because oh if I said gosh. this in any other company, they would be like, uh, "Are you yes, okay?" I think you did a <laughs> no, that's amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, uh, what is your favorite thing you've taken away from the books? There's so many things. How I can know. you choose? <laughs> um. I really love the lesson, I mean, of um, the fact that, like, bravery comes in many forms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was always a really important thing that I hold very near and dear to me. Also, I think, um, I mean, of, of this is, like, what everybody says, but, like, to hold love is, like, the, the top thing that you value. I think that's, that's I, I think, there, I know so many people who are fans of the books and, like, lead their life that way now where mm-hmm. where they value love with the utmost importance um also just i love that it it kind of still like creates this like safe space for people you know for some yeah, yeah. definitely we're like and we all like so many of us have this like really beautiful nostalgia and can just still turn to the this universe when when times seem tough mm-hmm. like while i was when- quarantined with my roommate like we we sat down and I like started listening to a Harry Potter podcast that I hadn't listened to in a really long time. Oh, which and, one is it? Uh, Mugglecast. We went through all the films and we're reading the books and it just, and when we got done with all of that, we were so sad, but yeah, yeah it was so uplifting in such a dark time. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the great thing about Harry Potter is that it's such a fantastical, magical world, which is like super exciting. But at the end of the day, like, I think so many people, especially our age, like, have really taken the lessons of, like, kindness and love and bravery. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just so beautiful. It's, like, what makes the book, mm-hmm. I think, like, so well-rounded is that is those additions. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, I agree completely with that. And I want to add that, like, found family is incredibly important. Mm. Because Harry, I mean, yes, technically he had his aunt, uncle, and cousin, but his found family was like the most important. And he Mm -hmm. was able to learn more about himself through like the choices that he made. And yeah, I think that's also pretty brave and cool. Oh my gosh, definitely. Well, so (laughs) (laughs) last, last question. If you could turn back time and be 11, you have no memory of like the age you are now, you are 11, you get your Hogwarts letter and go to magic school. Do you go? Yes. <laughs> I have a How do you say no? What question. a disappointing note to end the episode on if we were both like, ah, honestly, I'm good. Doesn't sound that great. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I feel like it was a, it would be a hard question because you're like giving up all of the wisdom of your current age. Oh, I am not that wise. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a round two. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be. Oh, yeah. Actually, I would prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> like, could we? Is this something we can actually do? Because oh, right. that would be great. Yeah. I, I, you guys, I'm sure you guys remember like being 11 and waiting for that letter. Mm-hmm. I, I also remember time. being not so smart and 11. And thinking it was going to appear on my 11th birthday. 
and then being so bummed when it didn't. And then being like, no, oh. wait, no, no, wait. Harry wasn't even supposed to get it on his birthday. That was like an accident. It'll be in the summer. And then like having hope again for a few more months and then being oh, let down again. No. Oh, <laughs> Katie. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And that was the first time we all experienced true disappointment. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> Very, yes. Yep. So we would all turn back time. Absolutely. Uh, yes. No hesitation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Katie, any final Harry Potter thoughts? I think I got them all out into the ether, honestly. <laughs> all right. That's not true. That's good. They're, they're all like <laughs> brewing in the back, but I don't have any. <laughs> the forefront of my mind That's right fair. now. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, obviously, we would want the people that have read Harry Potter to read them again. Yeah. Um, or people that haven't read it to go in and read it. Do you have a favorite version of the book? I know this sounds weird, but there's so many different versions of, like, the first mm-hmm. three or four Harry Potter books at this point. Like, there's that giant picture book. There's, like... Oh, Yeah. The Mina Lena, I think that's how you pronounce it, like that really pretty picture book that's kind of interactive. Um, do you have a favorite version? Not really, honestly. I um, I own like a, one of the UK editions of Deathly Hallows and that I really treasure. But otherwise, no, not really. It's, I mean, that one also was really cool because I felt like, that. Like I, I got that post uh, the Deathly Hallows coming out, but... Um, I still felt cool because everybody had like all the normal ones on their bookshelf. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I have that and I have another one that looks cooler than oh. yours. <laughs> but that no, is not pretty really. cool. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I mean, I don't own them, but I like the ones that make the castle and the binding. Mm-hmm. I think that's cute. Those ones are cool. mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not like picky about it. I don't think that I have a super, like I'm not set on owning right. a certain set. Mm-hmm. I feel like you must have a specific answer to this, Julia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very specific question. Uh, so I actually haven't read – I've looked through it, but I haven't read the the Minolina version, but it's just so vibrant and the illustrations are beautiful. And so that's the one that I'm, mm. I pick. Their second mm-hmm. one is coming out in September sometime, I think, okay. September or October. And that binding is green. And Ooh, I was like, oh, oh, great. So I'm just going to keep collecting. Heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm on top of to... having like paperback and hardcover. <laughs> you can never have enough. No. Never. <laughs> I remember when I moved to New York and I, uh, from, from Minnesota, and was trying to pack all of my books with me. And my mother was like, are you serious? Because I was also <laughs> trying to pack like the complete works of Shakespeare and all of those. Mm. And she was like, oh my gosh, you are ridiculous. I eventually, she was like, you're not taking this on a plane. So <laughs> I, I had her send them to me later. But, <laughs> but there was like a, a lot of uh, tension surrounding that for a bit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Travel. I mean, trying to bring all of your books is so hard. Uh. Uh, I still haven't brought all of my books from Michigan to California, but I'm actually like headed there th- later this week. Um, and I'm driving. So when I plan on driving back, I'm going to have like all of my books with Oh, good. Me. Finally nice. have all of my books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up bringing the, the Sorcerer Stone slash Philosopher's Stone with me. Um, so, and that was the only one for a second. I just like, I think I love that one just like that specific 
physical book even more now because I'm like, you were the only one that I had. (laughs) You were all I had. (laughs) But yeah. Did you, did you know that, uh, the first book slash movie was almost called Harry Potter and the Magic Wizard School no, in stop. America. I mean, I know we can be dumb, but we're not that dumb. <laughs> J.K. Rowling Potter, said no, no to that. Good. She was like, no, no, no. We're- and the Magic Wizard School. <laughs> I have no words. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my disappointment. <laughs> so great. That just makes me giggle. Honestly, that's probably not great for marketing either. Like, no. I'm much more intrigued by the Sorcerer's Stone than I am by the Magic Wizarding School. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to figure out what the Sorcerer's Stone is, you know? Magic <laughs> Wizarding School is pretty pretty upfront. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> yep. Pretty bad. bad. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, we're glad. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. We are thankful. Very thankful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Katie Bowler, for joining us again for our second episode talking about Harry Potter. (laughs) If you loved what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family members. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. And if you aren't already, subscribe to our Patreon. We release extra content pretty much every week. And if you're in certain tiers, you even get merch. What? (laughs) You can also choose to buy us a book, which is a one-time donation option available through PayPal, which can be found in our link tree on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. If you have any book suggestions or questions, feel free to email us at novelfindspodcast at gmail.com. Our email, Patreon, and Instagram handle can be found in our bio. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.